This is a Federal News Network original podcast. It's been five years since the controversy over patient wait times rocked the Department of Veterans Affairs and shook up its entire leadership team. VA Today says it has no secret wait lists of veterans waiting for care. The department says wait times are down and that veterans are happier with VA services than they were back in 2014. But the Government Accountability Office says it can't be sure VA's data today is accurate. And whistleblowers are still coming forward to say something's not quite right with VA's appointment-making procedures. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Figuring out just how long people were waiting at the Department of Veterans Affairs, it wasn't easy five years ago, and it's still not easy today. The current state of affairs, though, seems to depend on who you ask and where in the country you're talking about. Ask the VA and some lawmakers, and they say they're seeing progress since 2014. That's when Congress first found evidence that patient schedulers were falsifying wait times. Evidence appeared first at the Phoenix VA Medical Center, but it happened at dozens of facilities across the country. Ask others, though, and maybe VA employees themselves, And they say it's still going on. Congressman Mark DeCano is the chairman of the House Veterans Affairs Committee. This doesn't come as a surprise. Our committee staff also have been approached by several whistleblowers with these allegations, and some have faced retaliation after raising their concerns with VA. They allege that VA has mass-canceled pending requests for certain types of care without sufficient clinical review and that frontline employees have been ordered to schedule veteran patients in imaginary clinics as a means of concealing wait times. One VA whistleblower told the House committee last month that a similar scenario was happening in Baltimore. The VA denies this. The department says it did a top-to-bottom sweep of its electronic wait lists, and it says that no veterans were harmed while on one of these wait lists. The electronic wait lists themselves serve as a record of veterans waiting to schedule an appointment and other administrative actions. VA says it will eventually phase out the electronic wait list. Teresa Boyd is the Assistant Deputy Undersecretary for Health for Clinical Operations at the Veterans Health Administration. Well, first of all, I want to be really clear. We are not five years ago. There are no secret wait lists. What we have our tools that are getting are somewhat obsolete in their tracking capabilities that can be misinterpreted. Congressman Phil Rowe is the ranking member of the House VA Committee. I want to commend the VA for it has absolutely improved since 2014. There's no question about that. It's been a Herculean effort to do right by our nation's veterans. There's no question about that. VA completed one million more appointments in 2018 compared to the previous year. The department also points to two separate studies that prove their wait times are improving. The RAND Corporation and the Journal of the American Medical Association say VA's wait times are better than the private sector, and patients have generally been satisfied with the care they're getting. Wait times generally vary depending on the facility and the region in the country. VA says over 60% of its facilities are meeting the goal of seeing new patients for primary care within 20 days. The average wait time for new primary care patients was just a little over that number in 2018. It's tough to know exactly how well VA is doing compared to the private sector. There are no national standards that indicate how all providers should be measuring patient wait times. The Government Accountability Office, though, is a little more skeptical of VA's data. 
it's been tracking VA patient wait times for years. And it offered up a couple of recommendations back in 2012 that GAO says are mostly still relevant today. Deborah Draper is director of GAO's healthcare team. So our recommendations from our 2012 work was to really improve the reliability of the wait time measurement and uh, ensure consistent implementation of the scheduling policy and scheduler training. So those were two. Those were two that we have subsequently identified as priority recommendations. And then a third recommendation was something that Dr. Rowe had alluded to about telephone access. We have found telephone access to be problematic, and, uh, you know, VA had a set of best practices that they never implemented. So that remains an open recommendation. And then the, the fourth one is to really identify the scheduling resources needed and allocate them appropriately based on need. So all those recommendations still remain open. And I will say we're going to close one of the priority recommendations, but it took seven years to close. And so we're still moving forward with, you know, we still have three that are open that are open for at least seven years. VA and GAO have disputed exactly how the department should measure veteran wait times for years. GAO says it makes more sense to start counting from the date the veteran initially contacts the VA to the time he sees a doctor. VA has changed its policies on wait times for new patients versus existing ones, but still there's confusion. Here's Draper. However, at this time, we continue to be concerned that VA has not sufficiently addressed the reliability of its wait time data. For example, in its first internal audit in August 2018, VA was unable to evaluate the accuracy and reliability of its wait time data data posted to its website for use by veterans. VA's expansion into more community care options is also complicating things. The department developed a decision support tool to coincide with the launch of VA's new community care program through the Mission Act. The tool is supposed to show VA physicians how long one of their patients might wait for care at a private sector facility. But that information is only available to VA doctors, not veterans or the public. Here's Takano with Leo Greenstone. He's the Deputy Executive Director for Clinical Integrity at VA's Office of Community Care. The tool actually shows average wait times within the VA, and we're now beginning to collect data that we intend to put into the tool to show comparative data in the community. Average over how long? Average over 30 days? Yes, it's a rolling 30-day average that we actually show. So at the point of consultation, you can't, there's no real-time comparison, you know, within that day or the, the week for that veteran to know the real-time wait time at the the facility, at the VA, or in the community. Meantime, GAO says VA should continue to improve training and try to make its policies a little less confusing. Here's Draper. They need not to consider this as a one-off like training. This needs to be consistent. One of the issues is that the schedulers are among the top 10 highest turnover positions in the VA. So it's, you know, there's constant turnover. There's, you know, really educating those schedulers and uh, making sure that they're consistently implementing the scheduling policy. That's one big thing. Oversight and accountability, you know, we continue to find pockets of that where that's not so effective. And uh, that really needs, as I said in my oral comments, that needs to be front and center and just on the mind, you know, pervasive on everything that they do. VA says it's implementing new commercial IT products that will serve as reminders to help schedulers follow specific policy or finish certain tasks. It also acknowledged long-standing challenges with workplace culture. Here's Boyd. And I know it's the soft stuff, but we are on a journey of high reliability. And you may have already heard about this, where we're really focusing on a just culture and for zero harm. 
and for raising your hand, stopping the line. Those who are the surgeons in the room or have been in the OR, that's extremely important. Or even on the aircraft, right? Stop the line. Something's not not right. So it is a matter of doing that, of developing that through all of our 18 regions, our facilities, and in central office where we all live. It's a matter of providing that environment for folks to raise their hand and for us to say it's okay. Still, even if Congress has seen some progress with wait times, the path to get there has been confusing. Congresswoman Julia Brownlee. But I just don't understand why it's not simple. Everybody keeps saying it's hard to answer your question because it's so complicated. But I feel like the VA has made it so complicated when it's really very simple from the time they call to the time they receive their appointment. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Radio, part of the Federal News Network. Check out Nicole's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. 